Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. And this is going to be day four, and we think five, though it turns out day four has a lot of points yes. <laughs> of your five-year plan. And I want to sincerely thank all of you for the great feedback that you've been giving us on this series. You guys obviously love this topic. It's fantastic. We'll do this again um, this time next year. And uh, yeah, this is going to give you a roadmap, this five-day series, or rather this five-year uh, plan and four day series. It's going to give you a roadmap into 2023 and 24 and 25, 26, 27. Indeed. Is, is that five? And beyond. Yeah, and beyond. Um, and remember, your fill in the blank business plan, which is really part and parcel of this series, is called the Real Estate Treasure Map. And we want to give that away to you for free. Now, just so you're clear, I want to make sure you've ordered plenty of printer paper from Amazon or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And uh, because the business plan is actually 63 pages. Now, a lot of it's explanation, uh, helping you go through a lot of mindset stuff with regards to wealth accumulation and all the rest of it. Um, so it's not just a fill in the blank plan where there's a bunch of, you know, pre-calculated things and it's not a simple one pager. It's an actual, well, actually, originally it was a book and then we started basically making it as a giveaway. So it's waiting for you when you join Premier Coaching. And that's really the best place for you to start when you become a coaching client is the real estate treasure map. It is your business and life plan. And again, we want to give it to you. It's super simple. Just text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. And you do get the first level, the complete level, including uh, daily semi-private coaching calls with a Harris certified coach for free. Uh, so it's very simple. Just text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to premiercoaching.com. And remember when texting message and data rates may apply. Now I do have a big announcement and this is an announcement that's a little bit off the beaten path. But, well, first of all, you and I are going to be doing quite a few live events in 2023. Yes. Um, and we're doing them with, um, you know, we're doing them along uh, as part of other events. Like we're doing something with Hyperfast uh, Agent in February, right? Mm -hmm. Then we're in Cabo in March, correct? Yep, end of March. Yeah, and then other places throughout the year. So we'll let you guys know about those things ahead of time. But the big announcement is for uh, really mostly EXP Realty. We have um, sponsored what should be one of the largest, if not the largest producing team to EXP Realty, the Carrie Shaw team. And it's a huge honor that Carrie Shaw and her amazing husband, Dan, Les Dan Lesniak, have agreed to join us and become partners with us at EXP Realty. Just to put it in perspective, Carrie and her team of 50 sold $732 million in real estate in 2000. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, that's unbelievable. And uh, yeah, we think that she's going to land at EXP and be the number one agent at EXP Realty. So why did Carrie Shaw join with us at EXP? Well, that's a question that you will have answered when you go to actually just text the letters EXP to 47372, text the letters EXP to 47372, or if you are ready to join EXP and you're looking for a, a sponsor that will actually be very, very, very proactive in your success at EXP, 
you can text me directly at 512-758-0206. Look, guys, this is the perfect time of year to do a broker upgrade. Hit the hard reset on your brokering experience. At least open your your eyes to what eXp has to offer. Um, Again, if you're just getting started thinking about switching brokers, just text EXP to 47372. If you're ready to move to EXP and you're looking for a sponsor that'll be very proactive in your success, we'd love to have you as a partner. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. All right, so this is year four, and we'll just get to the first point. Year four, point number one, now you're seeing the accumulation effect of your investing, your saving, and your hard work expand your knowledge about what to do with that profit. Remember, you are rich when your money is working for you and you are no longer working for it. And I really don't think that it's too early in your career in year four, assuming that you followed years one through three, to start thinking more than just transactionally. What are you going to do with the results of your commission? It's not the individual commissions that make you wealthy. It is literally what you do with them. So Julie just said something. um, It rattles cages every time we say this, but it's so true. You do not get rich or frankly, even build wealth selling real estate. You uh, get rich and build wealth from the profits you get from selling real estate. So if you don't have profits from selling real estate, you're not going to have the ability to accumulate wealth long term. That goes everywhere from buying rental properties to investing in the S&P 500, all the different things we talk about in our book, Harris Rules. So At the end of the day, your product, the product of your business is happy customers, is sold homes, is all the, are all the things that you think they are. But really at the end of the day, the actual litmus test of the value, uh, really how efficient you are running your real estate practice is the profit you make. And here, this is going to shatter a lot of, you know, frankly, um, egos in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is, is your real estate business is worth nothing. Real estate businesses sell for nothing. Teams sell for nothing. Brokerages sell for nothing. Like 1x uh, profit. They sell for nothing, basically. They're not worth selling. So why have a business that basically you can't eventually sell? Well, unless you're going to pass it on to heirs, which is one way of, you know, continuing the uh, business uh, profits. But really, at the end of the day, There is no value in a real estate business. The value comes from the profit you make from the real estate business and then the wealth that you reinvest. Guys, there are a lot of businesses that are like that, that don't have value. Um, And uh, so don't, you know, I'm not picking on real estate agents or real estate brokerages, but you got to be really clear in your head. You have to lead with profit. And if you think you're going to um, essentially have profit to reinvest into wealth building vehicles, like we just talked about, at the end of the day, you won't because you'll spend all the money trying to generate transactions. If you are not focused on actually saving money or rather investing the money that you've earned as profit, you will not have any money to invest to earn as profit. That is the bitter truth that happens um, for all really entrepreneurs, but mostly real estate people. When you hear people say things like reinvest all your money back in your business, it's because those non-real estate people that are giving you this good advice They have an exit, which is called selling their business. None of us do. Our businesses are worth nothing. So your your business is, in essence, an ATM machine. And with the money you pull out of your ATM machine, then you're supposed to reinvest that. You've got to be crystal clear about that. Otherwise, you're going to make... Frankly, a career, uh, you know, generations of bad decisions. You're going to always assume your, you know, big financial payday is going to be selling your business, and you're going to spend all your money on your lifestyle and running your business, and you're going to have nothing to show for it. Be very clear about that. There's a great book that we always recommend to folks, and Julie and I love it. Pretty much everybody else hates it. Just being honest, it's called "Profits Aren't Everything; They're the Only Thing." Go and read that book, especially if you're in a hard place financially. It'll really clear the air for you. Point number two. 
Point number two, you now, remember it's year four, you now can think as big as you wish regarding your goal setting. Update your real estate treasure map and think even bigger this year. To do more transactions, add more spokes. Just as there are spokes in the wheel, you also have lead generation spokes. And as you want a strong wheel, you also have to have, as we always explain, multiple sources of business, multiple spokes on your wheel. You know, not more staff. Add more avenues of business, not necessarily more staff. You should be working with only a handful of buyers or it's possible, none at all, since you have your army of buyer partners assembled. If you missed our discussion about buyer partners versus buyer agents, you can get caught up on that on yesterday's podcast. But the temptation here on year four, because you've become profitable, you know how to set and achieve goals, you know how to be a listing agent, the temptation can be out of maybe repetitious boredom to go build a team, to add expenses, to kind of take your eye off the ball because you're looking for that easy button. I think as agents get more and more successful, they're always looking to figure out ways to do that. More transactions don't always or actually rarely equal more profit. If you want more profit for more transactions, you have to have profit be the first line item. And it very drilled down, $10,000 comes in off the top, not including your pay. Profit needs to be set aside of probably 20 or 25%. Then you pay yourself and all your bills. You've got to pay yourself first or you will not pay yourself anything. You might get a paycheck. You might have money to have a nice lifestyle, but you'll not ever have any profit because you'll spend it all in pursuit of more transactions. Be really clear about that. And Julie said here, when you want to, and year four, you could start scaling up your business more. That's where a lot of agents start making mistakes and do and fall into the fallacies of you know brand building and marketing and all that stuff has a place, but provided you're paying yourself first. Don't blow all your money with the idea that sometime in the future all this you know branding and whatnot is going to create some sort of tsunami of uh, um, you know business. If you're lucky, it'll create a couple spurts of business here and there. Again, pay yourself first. That's what matters most. Five years from now. At the end of this five-year plan, what you're going to be most proud of, I promise you, is not a whole bunch of houses that you sold. That'll be somewhere on your list of top 20 things you're proud of, maybe top 10 even. It's not going to be your, even your big team. It's going to be the wealth you accumulated. It's going to be the fact that five years from now, you get to wake up and you no longer have to worry about whether you have enough money coming in to pay your personal bills. You are set for life because you are running a profitable business and with that profit, you reinvested and bought assets that produced, guess what, profit for you. Again, well, this well is this is the point of the business. This is the point of any business, unless the business has the liquidity event, i.e. being sold or being taken public. Neither of those options are on the horizon for anybody in the real estate business. Point number three. Point number three, set a specific goal for your magic number of listings, which is based on the goals you set in your treasure map. Remember that the magic number of listings is the number of active listings you must have in your inventory at all times to meet or exceed your monthly goal of transactions. If you're not sure how to achieve that higher level, get help before you get stuck, get involved in premier coaching. This is one of the things the coaches work on with our clients. And really the output of the real estate treasure map, which they're going to get when they join premier coaching yep. is knowing what their magic number formula is. And we've talked about that in the last three days, the first three days of yep. the series, just text the word premier to four, seven, three, seven, two, or go to premiercoaching.com. Remember in texting message and data rates may apply. Point number four. I've been anxious to get to this point. <laughs> I love point number four. Is absolutely my favorite point. This is the fun part. Upgrade <laughs> everything. Your listing presentation.
information, your pre-listing package, and all of your support material. That's not the fun part. What the fun then, part is about to happen. But wait, there's more. Then upgrade yourself. Regur refer to the Upgrade Everything chapter in Harris Rules. That's our best-selling book. Your haircut, your glasses, your watch, your shoes, your wardrobe, your car, your technology, maybe your house, maybe even where you live. Upgrade everything because now, assuming that you've been following the plan, you have the income, you have the savings, the investments, you have the opportunity to actually do that. This is where you reinvest in yourself. And much of what you do here will also help you to be more competitive at a higher level. It'll give you more confidence. It's the fun part. This is when Julie and I went from selling an average sale price in Columbus, Ohio, when we were selling real estate of wherever the average sale price. And then we moved out to a new market called NewAlbanyOhio.com. We actually did that when Julie was about to turn 30. So, I mean, remember we sold real estate for quite a while in our 20s. So, and we sold between 100 and 200 homes per year. But Julie and I were in the stage of upgrading. I think it took us five years actually. And so we decided to challenge ourselves and move out to New Albany, Ohio, where the average sale price was like on average six times greater than what we were selling. Mm -hmm. Hey, and guess what? Everything we were doing to sell normal house, normal price range houses to normal, you know, consumers worked in the upper end as well. There was no difference. Same scripts, same objection handlers, same presentations. But what did have to change is Julie and I had to change. We had to upgrade what we looked like, how we presented. We had to actually go and, you know, invest more in our education. We had to learn about the fun of things in life. Yes. And we also got in better shape. I mean, that was we part did. of it too. And we lost a lot of weight, mm -hmm. you know, and that we had to because when you're when you're going to move up market, you have to upgrade yourself because you have to be like the people who are in that price range. Or I don't know how to express it other than that. But really, Julie did a fantastic job talking about this in our book, Harris Rules. Um, and you can get that at Amazon, Barnes and Noble. And yes, those of you, there was, we, I think we maybe have given out all the books. I'm not sure. It, for those of you guys who are leaving us five-star reviews and giving us pithy comments over on iTunes, um, do give us a, a, then go over to Instagram, include a screenshot of the testimonial, or at least let us know what name, if you used a pseudonym to uh, leave the testimonial or leave the, um, you know, the podcast review on iTunes. And you will qualify to receive a signed copy of our book, Harris Rules. If the book is intended as a gift for the real estate professional in your life, please do include that information as well in the Instagram message. So give us a five-star review on iTunes, a piffy comment, and please, you know, be honest. If you don't think we deserve a five-star review, well, then you got a problem. No, I mean, seriously, though. Don't have anything nice to say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> give us a five-star review over on iTunes and a piffy comment. And then let us know you did so on Instagram. While you're over on Instagram, you can kind of see some of our quirky family pictures. And then message me on Instagram, and then we will include you in the um, book promotion. And we're hoping to send all these out before Christmas, but no guarantees, because we are getting these books ourselves from Amazon. We have to buy them. Um, we don't, we uh, were stupid when we uh, published our book with our publisher. We did not get enough uh, publisher copies of the book. So now when we want to give books away, we have to buy them. So that process might push it past Christmas. So I apologize for that, but we are doing our best. So please do leave us a five-star review over in iTunes and a pithy comment, and you will qualify to receive an autographed copy of our book. Let us know you did so by messaging me on Instagram. And while on Instagram, obviously give us a follow too. All right, point number five. Okay, point number five. Don't let your ego lead your decision-making. You will be tempted by ego advertising, making videos, wanting to be an influencer. 
Be cognizant of the fact that none of those things lead directly to your profitability. Let alone transactions. Let alone transactions. Remember that it's the repetitious boredom that pays off. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level might be getting boring, but you've built your skills up along the way. Work on becoming more and more efficient at your lead generation. How many people do you have to speak with to set your next listing appointment? Gamify the process to avoid boredom and keep building your skills. Be very clear about social. It does not replace proactive lead generation. I'll say that again. Social will never, never be a duplicatable, predictable process like proactive lead generation will. If you want to do social... Uh, in addition to the proactive lead generation, go for it. But please, you have to understand that if you have your, if you have to take, you know, five listings in the next 30 days, you've never taken a listing before. What are you going to do? Do a bunch of TikTok videos, or are you going to go and call expired sellers? Isn't it obvious that if you had to take an expired listing or any listings whatsoever, you're going to go after the people that have their hands in their air and say, "Yes, I want to sell my house." I mean, think about that. It should be very clear for you. If you really want to build momentum in your business, learn how to be a proactive lead generator. If you want to enhance the momentum that you're building in your business from being a proactive lead generator with social, go for it. But please do things in the right order. If you never get good at passive lead generation from social, but you're fantastic at pro or even really average at proactive lead generation, you'll make a fortune. I just dropped a truth bomb on you. Hopefully you guys are listening. Point number six. Point number six, raise your average sale price. Now that you can easily do at least 24 transactions per year, check out this math. 24 times a $12,000 average net commission on a $500,000 sale will net you about $288,000. That was based on a $500,000 sale, 12, uh, 24 deals, right? Raising your average sale to $750. Now, we're not even talking about going over a million. Raise your average sale price to $750 with an average commission of $18,000 on those same 24 deals, and you'll make $432,000. That's the impact of, on purpose, raising your average sale price. We talk a lot about expireds on this podcast for sale by owners, probate, new construction. There are many ways to raise your average sale price on purpose, my favorite being expireds, because unlike many other spokes, avenues of business, Unlike many others, you can actually choose, you can literally choose your own listing inventory. You can say, you know what, today I'm going to look through those 100 expireds that happened over the past 90 days in my market, and I'm going to identify 20 of my favorite, my favorite neighborhoods, price range, et cetera, and I'm going to list at least 10 of them. The thing that will surprise all of you is that it is not only the same skill set that you learn in Premier Coaching, is it applicable in all price ranges and all market conditions, but unfortunately or fortunately, and think opportunistically, then it'll be fortunately, upper end agents, generally speaking, don't have as great of a skill set because they don't have to as, say, average or lower rate, uh, priced agents. If you find an agent who's selling like 75, 100 plus homes per year in a market where the, you know, wherever the average sale price is, if you take that agent and you drop them in an, a market that's upper end, that agent that's used to having to battle every single day to get a transaction will dominate in that upper end market. If really every upper end agent knows what I'm saying is true because the upper end agents make so much more money per house. They really haven't ever had to get really good at their skill set. They aren't very good at lead follow-up, generally speaking. They aren't very good at presenting. They're not very good at being um, competitive. A lot of them, especially in the last 15 years, have gotten their in, uh, business from social from uh, COI, past, you know, centers of influence, past clients. So if you were a Midland agent like we were when we were selling real estate and you wanted to go to become an upper end agent like we did when we were selling real estate, 
you will be shocked how frequently you can just essentially just move to that geographic area and apply, assuming you followed the plan for the first three or four years of what we just laid out for you, you'll be able to go in that market and you'll be able to actually take more listings and get more business faster because your competitors are ill-prepared because they don't, they, see coming. They don't have your experience. No. So there you go. Point number seven. Exactly. Point number seven, continue to invest, but keep your investments non-speculative. It's a well-known fact that people with less net worth, worth make riskier investments. I've read lots of reports on that. Yep. People with higher net worth are more careful with what they invest in. Rental properties, stocks with a solid history, et cetera, are better than, say, crypto, for example. Yeah. So be careful with what you're investing with. The more, you know, the more profitable you are, the more tempted you might be to be speculative. But you don't want that to turn on you. Be Warren Buffett and just invest in things. Again, we, we're not investment advisors, so don't listen to us. But S&P 500 index funds that, you know, do things. Just copy what Warren Buffett did. Warren Buffett is famous, just to encapsulate Julie's point number seven, of saying that basically when he passes away, his heirs are going to receive their inheritance in the form of index funds of the S&P 500. He, he said, I'm sure he was overstating it, but you get the idea. Not even Berkshire stock. He was saying he's going to put whatever it is that they're going to inherit in the S&P 500. And the best vehicle for doing that is called, uh, um, what is it? Scott, not Scott Trade. Um, what is it? The Three fund index. Uh, Vanguard. Vanguard. Yeah. yeah. You guys should Google Vanguard uh, three fund um, portfolio and Vanguard five fund portfolio. But really, none of this will be relevant to you unless you've uh, taken the time to earn a profitable real estate business. And what Julie just said is 100% true. A lot of agents, a lot of humans um, are really wasteful with their investing. And then what they'll do, again, look what Warren Buffett does. He never invests in anything he doesn't understand. That's the reason he owns C's Candy. That's the reason he owns railroads. That's the reason he owns all these things that are easy to understand. And that's the reason he never bought crypto or bought into blockchain or all these other little sort of hypothetical, you know, get rich quick schemes. In essence, is what they were. Now, eventually those things might actually play out. But for now, they definitely have lost a lot of people, a lot of money. Don't be one of those people. And if you are, lick your wounds, get back in the ring and, and get back to swinging. And next time, what we've always purchased and always worked for us are single family homes. And when we started buying single family homes, everyone basically was like, why would you want to buy a single? Go buy a three family, five family, blah, blah, blah. And then sell those and upgrade to apartment complex. Well, it took a long damn time, and but those things are almost all paid off now. And we have dozens of them. But here's what happened. The world actually started following Julie's and I's investment advice. I'm sure they weren't listening to us, but you get the idea. <laughs> yeah. And look who the largest real estate owner is. What is it? Um, BlackRock, BlackRock, right? And there's a couple others. And what do they buy? They don't buy multifamilies. They buy single family homes. And you buy single family homes. They're going to be very essentially easy to rent. Um, they're going to be easy to keep rented. They're going to always uh, essentially appreciate or inflate. They're, you know, easier to sell. There's a lot of flexibility with them. You can keep them as a rental. You could buy them, rent them for a while, flip them. You can have your kids inherit them. You know, there's lots of different things that do not necessarily apply to the multifamily, especially the big multifamily. And we have stuff. properties in multiple states. Frankly, we get properties from our coaching clients, right? Mm -hmm. We have them in North Carolina. We have them in uh, Texas, Texas. We have them in Ohio. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of places. So we have real estate in different markets because we are, again, we're looking for places where there's single family homes where it just makes sense and they're easier to keep rented. And it's worked for us for 25 years. I mean, and that, by the way, was one of the things, and I, uh, Julie and I spoke to you guys about this on day one of this five-year plan, is that when we got started, our you know goal was to essentially be rich where our money worked for us. We no longer had to work for our money. When we started, um, that's what we kept to. When we did, uh, and I'll tell you how we did it. 
we always kept ourselves in contract on a house. That's what we did. Mm -hmm. um, now, did we always do it consistently? No, we did not. But that's how we kept ourselves under pressure because we are always having to frankly create the down payment. And so if we bought one house and we closed on it, and then maybe 30 days after that, we went and contracted another one and we knew we had to come up with that money within 60 to 90 days. Now, obviously when we did guarantee home sale houses and bought our own listings, that was a hell of a lot easier, mm -hmm. but still it took 30 days to get the process done. Now it's going to take 60. That's how we kept ourselves disciplined. Well, it's built in accountability, isn't it? And well, we kept on goal setting. We kept ourselves broke. Yes. Well, and that's worked out long yeah, term. It did. <laughs> yes. But short term, it sucked. Short term. No. Yeah. Short term, yeah. our friends were going on vacations and they were buying nicer houses. And they were like, Julie and I were working when other people weren't working. We were doing what you know we didn't want to do and we didn't want to do it at the highest level for a long damn period of time. We stuck to our North Star. And then it was probably actually about year four, year five that we really started to outpace all of our peers that we had known when we were, you know, at high school and college. And we really started to take off because the accumulation effects started to That's work right. for us. We started to become, I mean, we were basically millionaires by the time we were 30. And again, we did that exactly the way I, we're suggesting you guys do it is through purchasing rental property from the profits you make from your real estate business. But just for the record, there is a vastly superior way to build wealth faster as a real estate agent that we're going to tell you about in two seconds. Go ahead. Yes. So our last point of year number four, continue to systematize your lead generation spokes so that they are very predictable. Considering Consider adding a new spoke of business and perfect it this year. So let's say that on year four, you have a pretty predictable and systematized avenue of business known as your past client center of influence, and you've gotten really good at expireds. And that's become predictable and duplicatable. You know your ratios, you know what you have to do, and you keep on doing it. Well, maybe now is the time to get good at, say, new construction. Maybe you start prospecting to work with builders, or perhaps you add probate or something else because after you have systematized your original spokes, you can then add on. So notice what we're not saying is we're not saying a spoke should be a bot source of leads. Correct. We're not saying you should be buying leads from Zillow, for example. If you want to eventually buy leads, you can. If you lead with buying leads, you'll never have profit. The whole damn point of you being in business is to have profit. And now we're seeing every reason to believe that Zillow is going to start charging referral fees and you're going to start having to lose 50% of your, uh, you know, the revenue or the commission that comes into a referral fee. That's going to be happening with all these different platforms. So if you've only known how to buy business, you're going to be broke. You're going to be working for essentially, you know, less than $10 an hour after broker fees, after taxes, you might as well not have done that deal in the first place. Sad, but true. If you build your business predicated on proactive lead generation, you will never have to tolerate. If you generate, you do not have to tolerate. By year four, what Julie said is absolutely spot on true. You should have your center of influence past clients spoke be chugging along. You should have at least maybe one or two proactive lead generation sources chugging along. And at that point, if you want to start adding more, go for it. Maybe your first spoke after center of influence or, you know, center of influence and past client is never done and you're always working on it. Mm -hmm. But then, um, you know, expireds would be the first one in this market we would suggest. But maybe you live in a market where there is uh, some notice of defaults to chase. Maybe you live in a market where probate's a great opportunity. Maybe you live in a market where new construction's a great opportunity. Add that spoke. But do not jump from spoke to spoke. Going back to the bicycle wheel analogy, if you have 
a bicycle wheel with one spoke, obviously it's that wheel has no integrity, no strength. It's going to, you know, it's going to collapse as soon as you hit a pebble, a pebble. But if you end up having five or six spokes, but all those spokes are super weak, you haven't built anything. Your nope. wheel still has no integrity. So do not move from one thing to the next into the next to the next. You're just being a flipperty gibbet, shiny object agent. You got to focus, drill down, master one thing before you move on to the next. Well, that's, that's how right. That's how real life works. When you add a spoke, it is in addition to, not instead of. 100%. Okay? So don't be a dabbler. Remember, the word focus stands for follow one course until successful. It is important. If you're a new agent, there is no business you say no to. If you, as a new agent, when you're building your uh, cash flow and you're getting, and you're essentially getting your plane off the ground, you take everything. It does not matter what the referral fee is. It does not matter what the lead source is. You are you say no to nothing. You say yes to everything because your job is to actually build a business and essentially any opportunities, you're going to absolutely be in the position to help people and make money. You're number five, Julie. You're number five. Point number one, you now have real skill. What are you going to do with it? Will you embrace the fact that you have a predictable, duplicatable income stream or Will you fall backward looking for the easy button? You must resist. This is usually where that starts happening, where they start getting a lot of distractions, pretty shiny object syndrome, and then they actually fall backwards instead of moving forward. Here, exactly what Julie just said. And you're five. You followed our uh, plan so far. You're a coaching client. You're consistently lead generating. You're consistently selling real estate. Now what's going to happen is the industry is going to start pouring the love on you. You're going to be the peacock at the convention. You're going to get all the awards, the plaques. People are going to think you walk on water. Absolutely. You're now a veteran. You've been in the business for five years, right? Yes. You're the goat of your office, maybe even your community, maybe number one in your MLS board. That's where a lot of agents lose it all because then what happens is they get addicted to the attention they get they're like for the first time ever now they're experiencing all this recognition from people and now they think oh my gosh i am time time for me to be a tv star or a youtube star then you lose it all because you stopped doing what you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do it at the highest level by the way i have uh, a bitter truth pill for you to all swallow. You never can stop doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. There is no such thing as truly passive income. Frankly, there's something comes close. I'm about to tell you about it. But the reality of it is, is you cannot stop eating well. You cannot stop exercising. You cannot stop doing the things that are necessary for you to have a fantastic life. When you do, you lose it. So if you think you've reached, um, you know, essentially peak health, stop exercising, start eating junk. And especially as you get older, watch how fast you lose it. You guys get it? There is no done. The only time you're done is when you're dead. That's it. There you go. You should write <laughs> that down. I just thought of it. All right. Uh, <laughs> yes. Point number two, complete your real estate treasure map and be sure to spend lots of time on your goal setting. You can think really big now, but keep your goals, what we call SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Timely. The other problem that happens here is that they stop revamping their goals. You know, they achieve something and then they get away from that goal setting. So when you've achieved something from your original treasure map or your, say, year four treasure map, now you got to replace that with something else that keeps you motivated, but keep them specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. So you will at year five, if you follow the plan, you will discover that you have your house basically maybe paid off or you, all your bills are essentially, you know, they're, uh, you can fit them in a thimble. You have a profitable business. You've built wealth. And what Julie is alluding to is a lot of you at this point, again, similar to the first point, we'll become complacent. 
and you'll just stop working. Again, you'll slide backwards. You might actually still put in the time to be a proactive lead generator, but you stop actually doing it at a high level and you lose your skill set. These are all the types of things that if you allow to happen, you will lose what you have. So our strongest suggestion, when you're at the point where things start to feel easy, that's when you need to make them hard again. Go back to the previous uh, year four, point number six, or rather whatever it was, point number uh, four, and upgrade everything. Go and, yes, guys, you know, look, here's the thing about materialism. A lot of people get wrapped up about this in their minds, especially during economic strife, like what a lot of the economy is experiencing right now or supposedly going to next year, is people really get confused about materialism, like somehow it's the Antichrist. Well, here's the thing. You are a spiritual being. I got this from, I didn't think of this, but it still helped me years ago kind of understand it all. You're a spiritual being in a physical plane. Okay, so let's start there. And you need stuff. You need a house, you need food, you need shoes, you need a car, you need a computer, you need you know earbuds to listen to this podcast, you need a cell phone, <laughs> you need stuff, right? You guys get the point? So you might as well have nice stuff, right? Let's not be confused about that. Nice stuff is a hell of a lot better than cheap stuff, and it's a hell of a lot more expensive because you know it's a lot nicer. So yeah. give yourself permission to think big. All of you, like... <laughs> I could tell you guys Zoe stories to the point where you your eyes would roll back in your head. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when you were young, do you remember? Do you have, if not, just hang out with some kids, hopefully your kids, and look how they have no barriers on how big they think. At what point in our lives do we start deciding to hem ourselves in and give up on thinking big? When does that happen? Not really sure, but it does. It probably honestly happens as you you know get into your 20s, if you hit 30, and if you haven't felt like you haven't made it by the time you're 30, maybe you still try until you're 35, and then you start to give up the closer you get to 40. You don't do it by like announcing that I'm giving up, but you do it in other ways. You gain weight. You, you, know, you don't work start on your- sleeping in, hitting that snooze button. You guys get the point. I don't care. It does not matter how old you are, what your education is, what you look like. does not matter where you live. does not matter where anything- does not matter how long you've been in America. It does not long matter how long you've been in real estate. None of that matters. What matters is that you remember this. You only live once and you're dead a real damn long time. You only live once and you're dead a real long time. You might as well make the most of the life you have in front of you. And the best way to do that is really to allow yourself to think big. Give yourself permission. Look, Julie and I, you know, we love Columbus, Ohio, where we're from, but we didn't want to live there because the weather was terrible. You have, I mean, Julie doesn't like it when I talk about Columbus. She's giving a smirk now because mm-hmm. she's really, really loyal to Columbus because that's where all of her birth family is. But the reality of it is, is weather-wise, terrible. You know, and it just was not a fun place to live. So we moved as soon as we could, but we made that a goal. We had, when Julie and I got married, um, Julie had this little key fob. Actually, she had this key fob when I met her and the key fob had a little palm tree in it. (laughs) And she and I used to fantasize about, wouldn't it be nice to live in a place where there's palm trees? And at the time we were thinking Florida. I mean, we never had, we weren't thinking big enough to realize we'd be living at the Ritz Carlton in Dorado beach, Puerto Rico. No, (laughs) we didn't know about that. We didn't know about that, but that's where we are now because we forced ourselves out of complacency. If you are a really big thinker, you loathe the feeling of complacency. In any aspect of your life, you're always wanting to improve. Where people burn themselves out isn't because they're always trying to improve. Where people burn themselves out is when they try to be complacent. And every single 
bit of their essence wants to improve. When you decide you're going to try to start leveling, leveling off, that's when you start getting frustrated. That's when you start developing mental problems. That's when you start developing physical problems. That's when you start developing financial problems. So accept the fact that your preordained nature, the way you were designed, was to always improve. So you should not fight against that. You should embrace that. And you should, frankly, start thinking bigger by, you know, there's all, we've done many podcasts on how to think bigger. Go back and listen to those, and maybe we dust one of those off for them. That's right. And one of the ways that we want you to think bigger is to consider what could be the best wealth accelerator ever created in our real estate space, which we very much wish that we could rewind the clock and have had that in those years that we sometimes talk to you about when we got started, but it didn't exist then. Uh, and that can be instead of or in addition to investing in real estate properties and stocks. And that's EXP Realty. And I started out by welcoming Carrie Shaw and Dan Lesniak to our EXP Realty group. Um, and we have literally hundreds of agents that are joining us every single month. The reality of it is, is you know, EXP Realty's revenue share if you have a license, real estate license, and you're in 24 different countries, you know, EXP is international. It's the, it's the seventh wonder of the world. EXP, if you understand all the ways the system works, you can do what you're doing now, selling real estate, learning how to be a very good real estate practitioner, all the while you're building wealth through many different vehicles. And I know a lot of you have been exposed to EXP, but you don't really clearly understand all that it offered. And I have a confession for you. Julie and I were solicited. We joined in 2019 and we were solicited for probably four to six years prior to that. And we always said no. And we didn't say no because we had actually given it a fair shake. We said no because we had closed minds to it. We weren't just no, but we were EXP never. We were hell no, we're not interested. And then eventually, I remember in, um, it was 2018, I got uh, a call from one of my broker clients and it was a brokerage with like, you know, 300 agents. And he told me, he said, and it was North Carolina. And he said, Tim, I have a whole bunch of agents that are leaving for EXP Realty. What's EXP Realty? And then what I did is I thought I knew, but obviously I didn't know. And then I called um, one of my friends who used to be uh, the CEO of Keller Williams. And I asked him, for his take on what was going on with EXP Realty, what explained the business model. And then he told me a little bit about it. And then I started to open my eyes. And then I have to say, I had big waves of regret that we said no in the first place because EXP Realty is the unbelievable wealth, is the greatest wealth building vehicle that I personally have ever seen for real estate practitioners. It's only for people with real estate licenses. Um, and look, I know a lot of you are on your way to joining EXP Realty. If you're looking for a sponsor, Julie and I'd love the opportunity to earn the right to be your sponsor. You can just text me directly at 512-758-0206. If you're just on your way to considering switching brokers, doing a broker upgrade, and look guys, I just mentioned Dan and Carrie, $732 million in volume last year, and we have lots of new agents joining with us as well. It does not matter where you are in the success spectrum at, um, you know, in real estate. EXP is the perfect brokerage for you to land. Do your homework. Text the letters EXP to 47372. Text the letters EXP to 47372. And check out that website that I'm going you know, to link back to you. And then you can learn about EXP. When you're ready to join and you're looking for a sponsor and you've not yet already chosen a sponsor, if you already chosen your sponsor, stick with who you promise. But if you've not yet chosen a sponsor, committed to anybody, then let's have a conversation. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. If we had to do it all over again, if we were starting today, the question that Julie posed is, would we buy any rental properties? The answer is maybe, honestly. 
They, I, I think some choice ones along the road, certainly with using express offers or the guaranteed home sale, you know, when opportunity presents. But would it have been such a prevailing goal? No. I, I have to say, absolutely not. You know why? Because they're not that passive. Even when mm-hmm. you have a property manager or property managers, as we do, we still have to manage the managers. It's not that passive. Yeah. And then you do have, I mean, Julie has managers and she manages the managers, but we still hear about, you know, all the normal things you hear about. And we have dozens of rental properties. Well, things only break in the middle of the night when you can't get your property. Flooded basement, sewage backing up in my bathroom and all these horriblenesses. Oh, happy Thanksgiving, (laughs) Julie. Someone in, you know, it's like, that's what happened. There's a bunch of sewage in their tub. Stop washing the dog in the bathtub and it'll stop clogging with hair. Or we had another one. There was a whole bunch of mold in the basement. Well, here's an idea. Don't grow marijuana in your damn basement so that you have grow lights that are creating humidity in the kitchen that's hmm. right above it. Curious, right? Yeah, so we're, we're, making, that? we're hopefully making you guys laugh. But the reality of it is, is that rental properties are a great vehicle. They're the traditional vehicle. Lots of liability, lots of hassle. You have to have lots of money to get them. I don't really think we would buy that many if we had to do it all over again. I think we'd focus all of our energies on building money, passive income through revenue share at EXP. Mm -hmm. No doubt, honestly. Yes. And it's more fun anyway. And it's based on things you're doing already. Yeah. You do a transaction. Someone's not an EXP agent. They're going to ask you about EXP. You're going to be able to have that conversation. But the thing that's really fascinating, um, and we've been with EXP for four years, going on four years, is that this is the first time, really in the last six months, where it seems like everybody wants to join EXP. Everyone's, people are either EXP reality curious or they're choosing a sponsor. The momentum is amazing. Exactly. When you, when someone go to, you know, text EXP to 47372, watch the first two or three videos that are on that website. You guys will understand. And then compare it to where you are at a brokerage or compare it to what you might be considering. And you'll see why, you know, literally hundreds of thousands of agents are joining EXP and it all makes sense. And look, if you are offended in any way that Julie and I are so enthusiastic about EXP and you're thinking about, you know, in any way, uh, like, Oh, I'm not gonna listen to those guys anymore because they're so pro EXP. You got to understand why we are. The reason we are is because we know as far as brokerages go, it is the only brokerage we've ever seen, we've ever experienced, we've ever worked with professionally as coaches that are, tr- it's truly real, uh, agent centric. Everyone says that, but nobody put their money where their mouth was. EXP does. The old question was, what are you paying your broker? What's your commission split? Now the question is, is what is your broker paying you? And the rest of the industry, and frankly, you know, a lot of people are really shocked, industry experts, uh, you know, brokers, office managers, they can't, there's no, they can't compete with EXP. EXP is the fastest, from what I understand, it's the fastest growing real estate brokerage in the history of real estate brokerages. It's incredible. Well, right now during this market, while other agents are shedding or other brokerages are losing agents, EXP is growing. They're moving to EXP. Why? Text EXP to 47372. Or if you're looking for a sponsor, if you've not yet chosen one, please text me directly at 512-758-0206. In the meantime, guys, thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Uh, thank you for embracing our five-year plan. We certainly hope that this becomes your North Star as it was for us. God bless all of you. Have a fantastic day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.